0: Don't touch that dial. You're right where you should be. Honestly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's What the Pat? Episode 13. For some, that's a lucky number. For others, it's just a number. And for some, look out. Don't worry, though. It's Sunday, not Friday. What do I got on this slate? A happy little video. This this episode seems to be more history-laced than what's what's happened in the past. Also, what have I watched on TV? Of course, what's in my mug? Do I have a mug? Is that what I'm drinking out of today? Yes. thought this week I'd read a letter from my great-grandfather. That's part of the history. Let's get going. It's kind of funny this week on how I came about everything I'm coming about to talk about, if that even makes sense. I don't know. I never really planned my shows. In advance, is kind of as the week goes, I gather stuff together and say, hey, I want to talk about this or hey, that looks interesting or or stuff I come across. And sometimes I bet it's stuff you've seen or whatnot. And sometimes I hope I find stuff that you haven't seen and you find it interesting. And um, it, it's kind of funny that this this happened by chance that I, I came across that it came across. That's that's it. I'm Crass. Came across uh, Wojciech the Bear, which I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not even sure how I came across it. But anyway, it was on YouTube. I'll have that link in the notes. He was a Syrian brown bear that was bought as a young cub at a railway station in Hamadan, Iran, uh, by the Polish Two Corps soldiers who evacuated the Soviet Union. In order to provide for his rations and transportation, he was eventually enlisted officially as a soldier with the rank of private, and then uh, promoted to corporal uh, it's it's a short little video which is pretty cool and interesting and uh, how this bear became a legacy uh, we check he did die December 1963 at the age of 21 and at the time of his death he weighed 35 stone uh, 490 pounds there you don't have to translate that or convert it not translate it. Ha. And he was over six feet tall. I mean, seriously, how cool would it be to have a bear in, in your platoon or whatever? I think it'd be pretty cool. Of course, you know, a bear can pretty much kill you. But uh, from the video, it looks like he was one of the group. And it's really neat because you're raised with all these humans. So I think your tendency would be to be kind of human-like. I mean, they had him carry ammo boxes and do all kinds of stuff. And he did work, but he seemed, I bet you at the time it was a great morale booster, you know, writing letters home, being like, oh yeah, I got a bear, you know, he's our buddy, and so on and so forth. So, pretty neat. I do find quite a few things in history rather cool. I mean, speeding forward a bit, uh, when Tombstone came out, the one with Kurt Russell, there's no need to watch the uh, Kevin Costner one. Although Dennis Quaid did a really good job as Dog Holiday, but Val Kilmer just knocked it out of the park. But anyway, enough of one of my favorite movies. It was cool seeing Tombstone, and then later on in life, I got to go to the actual, you know, Tombstone, Arizona, and, and see the town and everything. And the birdcage—I don't know—it was. I don't want to say brothel, but it's where they gambled and had the stage shows and everything like that. So the the building is so dilapidated and falling apart it was cool because instead of being redone and showcased and more like a museum that's been polished it you could feel the history in the place when you walked in and I just thought it was so cool when I walked in and be like wow how many cowboys walked across this floor and like Wyatt Earp was here Doc Holliday and stuff and I thought that was cool but going back to some other history in a bit I'll read you a letter that my great-grandfather wrote Uh, during World War II from 1943, which I thought is interesting. might be something I might add to the show, uh, reading some of his letters and reports uh, about stuff that was going on when he was a merchant marine and out at sea, which I find interesting. So I thought maybe you, the listener, might find it interesting too. Before I do that, though, let's have a little rewind on some tech talk. Uh, As you know, I've been using the Blue Yeti for the past two podcasts, and uh, it's an outstanding microphone. It's so good that I can't really use it in the room I record in at the moment because there's actually quite a bit of sound that happens in this room that it picks up on, whereas the road mic didn't, which is what I'm now talking on again. um, We have a freeze dryer going constantly and freeze drying food, which um, that could be another time of talk, but that thing is so cool. We're getting all kinds of food stored up and getting meals prepped and anything. And uh, man, if you've never had a freeze dried Skittle, Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's you could freeze-dry a Skittle. Anyway, back to the Blue Yeti. It did so well in this room, I, I can't use it because there's just too much background noise. It'll pick up the hum, which you can't hear on the road mic, of the freeze-dryer, which is downstairs and in another room. And uh, the pump isn't really loud, per se. I mean, I can I could hear it right now, but you, you can't hear it when I'm on this mic. And also, too, I found that when... I take a break or something, and if one of the dogs is, is snoring, you could hear that, which probably isn't annoying or anything, but just an extra sound I didn't want in there. And then if the fridge kicked on, you could hear that too. So it, it just uh, did a little better to jump back to this. But as the weather warms up, I'll go back out uh, to the Danfort and see how the Blue Yeti does there as far as recording. But that thing almost needs like a pretty close-to-soundproof room. Uh, and anything, but still, great mic, and I'm um, back on the road mic, uh, just because it's a little easier and stuff. What I don't like is, I like to hear myself when I'm talking into the mic, because it helps me balance things out and everything, and if I'm playing music, I can ride along with that and go with how that's going, which I can't do with this mic, but the Blue Yeti I could, which was something I really thought was cool, um, and my laptop doesn't have the support to do um, I can't think what it's called, but, you know, where you can hear yourself talk while you're recording through the headphones. But there you go. Tech Talk. So if you're thinking of the Blue Yeti, tons of great videos out there, too, to how to set it up and get it working right and all that. So there you go. Now you're in the know. Thanks, Pat. Of course, some might say you just like to hear yourself talk. I think sometimes I think I just do enjoy hearing myself talk. I know. You can't smell how fresh and good it is. I'm still drinking uh, a bunch of the coffee I talked about already, but uh, this week in this uh, cup here, it's empty. Got to go put more in it. Some kicking horse. I can't remember which blend it is. One I mentioned. I know, bad podcaster. What I really wanted to talk about was the Death Wish chocolate bars. They had these available again about a month ago. Yeah, in time for Valentine's Day. They're sold out now. I'm sorry. I should have told you sooner and said, hey, but I wanted to get my three before you got your three. I still have two left. They are so good. I like, there are, I admit, there are some cheap chocolate I like, but the chocolate in these is just amazing. Theril Confections out of Illinois uh, makes them. I don't. I should look up see if they have a website. Then you could probably just go there and order chocolate, or it might be just a special thing. But uh, they combine their chocolate, uh, dark chocolate, with coffee and cocoa nibs crushed in there. Uh, so each each bar is sixty four percent cacao and topped with uh, cocoa nibs and crushed whole bean coffee. And they got a skull imprinted on them because well, it is Death Wish. You can't have Death Wish without the skull, right? They they're really good, and I don't recommend eating a whole one. Unless you really like, you know, to just be overloaded with some sugar. But I'm I'm probably good for a quarter of a bar. Plus, you know, you like to savor it. I, I think what makes it even better is you can't just buy it. So you have to, like, slowly ingest and first inhale. But, uh, yeah. If you do have coffee you like and you want me to try it out and talk about it, Let me know what you're drinking, because I'm always up for trying different stuff that uh, is a little harder to get or just not, you know, mass-produced for the public, so to speak, even though there is some really good mass-produced public coffee or tea. If you got some tea you like, I like like a bunch of good tea, too. I've been noticing, too, on some platforms the notes I take aren't showing up in, uh, like, google music or itunes so if you are looking for notes you can always check them out what the pat dot com on my website the notes and everything links will all be up there uh, in case you know because i like to read notes when i'm listening to other podcasts sometimes be like oh that's interesting go check it out so i don't want you to think i'm not putting them up there so just a little fyi and also too you can contact me through my website you can contact me through gmail what the Pat Podcast at gmail.com. And also, I'm up on Facebook, Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, uh, Sprecher, all kinds of places. So uh, I'm out there. Oh, I should be fairly easy to get a hold of, I think. I have a pretty good digital footprint, which sometimes I, I wonder how I could erase that. But, you know, sometimes I've even thought about uh, taking myself off Facebook, but I still kind of use it even though I wonder, uh, I, I don't really enjoy it, but I use its platform just because it is what it is. Plus, I, I never really used Google+. I, I liked it in some ways in other ways I thought it could use some work, but that's now going to vanish, so I'm curious how Google's going to go from there. And I use Hangouts a lot, and that's going to disappear here soon too. What the fuck? I really like Hangouts. I'm like, man, Google+. I think it's one of the few times I've been like, why they get rid of that? Because sometimes I can attack the tech. And then that, sometimes I adjust to technology change. And uh, very seldom am I like, oh, dang it. Because I remember Windows upgrading and be like, everybody's like, oh, God, don't go to that Windows version. And I'm raising my hand, ready to go. Uh, I do like testing some beta stuff out, too, just because I, I like looking at new stuff and seeing where it's going and potential and all that. Um, On another side note, too, I I don't very rarely mention my photography website. You can go check that out, patrickdanforth.com, and uh, check out all my photos. I It's greatly appreciated. I put it out there for people to look at, so how about you should know where to go, right? You can even order prints if you want. No no obligation at all. Uh, Oh, yeah, Instagram, I'm all over that, too. You could search me. I'm sure you find where I'm at and what's going on. Ah, Netflix. I I go back and forth on this because uh, there's some good shows and and I struggle with finding a good show at times to watch. So you got to sift through it all and I, some things I don't like. I hate how stuff auto plays a trailer. I want to be in control of that. And sometimes at the end of a show, I don't like how you have five seconds aside if you're watching the next episode of whatever you're watching next. That sometimes you just need a little bit of time to ingest what you just watched instead of jumping right in. And uh, I just, it feels all convoluted to me. But anyway, uh, Russian Doll. Just finished watching that. And this is going to have spoilers, so go ahead and uh, turn it off and then pick back up if you want later. Or just listen and then go watch it. Uh, I'll try not to do spoilers, but you know it happens when you're talking about stuff, and it's hard for me to not do it. But Natasha Leone, she put together, you know, with a bunch of other talented people, a really great, interesting show. It's a dark comedy, and it's pretty damn funny. And you really don't get what's going on um, till the end, which is nice because sometimes I like a show that's bizarre, weird, and and keeps you guessing, but not annoying. And this isn't that. Uh, well, maybe there's one There's one song that keeps playing over and over, but I guess when you die and keep coming back to life, that song keeps playing over and over. So uh, that's utilized a lot in the show. <laughs> Which is like, no, not that song again. But then you're like, well, she did die and wake up again and has to listen to the song herself. So the quick premise on it is, she keeps dying. And, well... Yeah, she keeps dying and coming back to life right back at a reset point, kind of like Groundhog Day. And then she's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then she ends up meeting someone else who it also happens to be going through the same thing. And the show just keeps going from there and them trying to figure out what's going on and why it's happening and all of that stuff. And well, well done. Well shot uh and the sets are great and the acting is great so i, I really don't have anything bad to say about it it, it was interesting and cool so check it out just, shoot <laughs> but you want me to look it up i think it's 8 episodes so it could just be a one season or thing i'm cool if it is because I think a second season would have to be new people because I don't think you could just keep killing the main characters off over and over and have them go through each season, although some shows do that, and then you're like, well, hey, I'm done. Or they could just leave it at what it is, and that keeps it great. So Russian Doll, check it out if you like dark comedy. Other stuff I've been watching, a bunch of tiny home stuff on YouTube, which is a whole bunch of great stuff, and I like seeing how people are living in them, utilizing spaces and what they're designing because it kind of helps me with my creative input on when I want to make stuff and everything and it's neat seeing everything from people living in a van to a school bus to a shipping container and to stuff that they've just made out of their own head and everything. Now granted quite a few tiny homes have the same layout and look the same because well, you know, what can you do with a rectangle? <laughs> Only so much. But it's cool seeing people's ideas and what they come up with and all of that. I really wish that um it wasn't such a big legislative deal to live in one because it really is a cool way to live with you know some people don't really want the big house and there are people that do and i'm cool with it either way if you want a giant mansion that's cool if you want to live in something the size of a cardboard box it's it's what makes you happy and go through life uh, and it's taken me a while to realize how much stuff i've had and how much stuff that i don't need and more so that I just wanted stuff to have stuff. Something good to listen to is George Carlin and uh, him talking about stuff. Freaking hilarious, but the man was hilarious in his, in his own mind anyway. And, uh, you know, speaking of George Carlin, man, could they somehow squeeze him into Bill & Ted 3? I know he's passed away, but it is it is Hollywood and technology and all of that. And speaking of funny, I linked it up in the notes. Shaft 2019 coming out in June sequel to the last one Samuel Jackson did, which I didn't think it was a sequel because the other's called Shaft 2. This looks fucking funny, okay? It's got the flavor, the flow, and the bounce. So check out the trailer. Besides, Samuel Jackson's pretty funny. Anyway, there's the funny stuff. If we're talking TV and movies and stuff, why don't we talk some music? As you know, and I've talked about it a lot, I dig straight up rock and roll. Gritty, just bring me some guitars, bass, drums, and some vocals. Buck Cherry. Yep, they got a new one coming. March 8th, I do believe, it will be released, and it is called Warpaint. I heard the first track so far, and it's got a good ACDC feel to it, uh, which, nothing wrong with that, because who doesn't have their idols and music and follow them? So... That's coming out. Their uh, website's linked up, and they have some videos and stuff. They also did a cover to Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. I'm on the fence. It It's different, because I've talked about people doing covers before and stuff, and that sounds... It has the sound of it, so check that out. If you got any thoughts on it, go ahead and let me know your thoughts on that, too. And if you know any good rock bands out there that I haven't mentioned or that you think I might like, hit me up. As you know... What the Pat Podcast at gmail.com or the website, and so on and so forth. Henceforth with the fourth. Let's jump into that letter I was talking about from my great grandfather. This is from March 15th, 1943. And uh, here, take it away. At dusk on March 15th, 1943, low overcast, the rumble of heavy bombers came from upstairs. I order cartridges in our PACs and triggers cocked, maybe enemy planes. Half the gun crew ordered to stand by their guns, but the rumble died away. Some of our bombers, I thought, on their way to unload in Italy or Crete. Ten minutes later, three gigantic black bats swooped down out of the low clouds to mast height on the other side of the convoy. Big as our ships appeared to be, noiseless like hawks diving on chickens. They had shut off their motors at a great height and dived in a surprise attack. The escort near us opened with a swarm of bright red tracers. We were the second or third ship to join in. One of the planes was too low to fire at without hitting a ship in line with it. The bomber crashed with a big splash from fire on a Greek destroyer on the other side. The other bombers zoomed up to a cloud cover, exposing their bellies to swarms of bullets. The ships could not miss, but I can't say I saw one of them crash. It was over in seconds. In those few seconds, we had nine guns going. Our air escort had streaked across toward the horizon, dropping identification flares so they wouldn't be fired on. These three were torpedo planes. None of their torpedoes took effect. By the time we got our nine guns going, all the other ships had joined in. The sky was filled with tracers going every direction into the clouds. Bombs were dropping from other planes. The ship shook from bomb explosions nearby, but no ship was hit. Our escorts were spreading smoke screens as they fired. We had made one emergency turn in unison on orders from the Commodore. After two minutes, we all halted our fire to listen. All was quiet upstairs. Brakes were appearing in the clouds. Now we made another emergency turn on signal from the Commodore. Ten minutes passed. The heavy rumble came again from another direction, hidden by clouds. A higher level attack. We all opened up with everything on the menu. Bombs fell again. None dangerously close. It was dark now. The half moon gave little light. After shooting the clouds full of holes again, we all stopped to listen. No sound from the attic. About half an hour passed. The sky was littered with scattered low, cumulus Now The moon between them was bright. We strained our ears. Our AWD buzzed intermittently, indicating planes were nearby. I told half our crew to watch for the stars for shadows across them. The other half to watch for U-boats. Presently, a faint rumble came from the other side of the convoy. A wide, low cloud was drifting across us. From beyond that cloud, a couple express trains suddenly roared towards us. I could hear them above the crash of all the guns that barked, snarled, and spit red death through the cloud. A stick of bombs dropped eastern of the Commodore in the next column. The concussions from others bumped our bottom. Then the enemy was gone for the official tally from our escort. Three Dorniers, one JU-88, and a probable unidentified out of at least a dozen that attacked. Not bad, if true. I can say only one positively, but the escorts can scout around to note the wreckage. Souvenirs for our crew were pieces of shrapnel off our decks. We arrived here next morning, the 16th. Shore batteries drove off a lone observation plane, and the fighter patrol later intercepted and crashed him at sea. Our booms were up and ready for discharge on arrival, but there were no stewards available until next morning. Then, only one gang. Soldiers do the stewarding here. Too many ships at once this time. The Sea Transport Office has made arrangements to work our deck crew as an additional gang for a day or two until men are available. Arrived March 16th, forenoon. so Jerry, smarting for revenge and determined to stop the flow of supplies to the front lines from here, made a grand attempt that night, but it was costly for him. At 9 o'clock, 30 planes came over in a cloudless sky. We had ample warning, and so we're ready for the attack. Three attacks came at intervals of an hour, covering an hour, I should say. What a barrage deafening the sky was a luminous lattice of tracers searchlights put the finger on the plane after our nine guns joined in of course concentrating their fire on each plane as the probing fingers pointed them out the port was like a forge in hell going full blast filling the air with flying sparks i saw one plane go down in each attack silver stars in the searchlights glare at first they become red crosses in their downward plunge They flew high but flattered, staggered, leveled off, staggered again, losing altitude, slowed down hopelessly, then their noses turned downward, or they turned sideways and grew big with amazing swiftness as they fell. Official tally this morning, March 17th, file positives and one pro babble. Our aircraft sighted a rubber raft this morning, 60 miles offshore, four men in it. A scout ship went out to look for it, bomb damage here negligible. Every man of our crew was on the job in both attacks, and I don't believe any of them were more scared than I. The gang is sure shaping up well. Two reconnaissance planes came over this morning, but their visit was short and sweet. It was, hello, goodbye. When the guns opened up, I hope their photographs are developed in seawater, for our fighters zoomed after them. There are plenty of sunken ships in the harbor, but none from our convoy yet. And there you have it. I hope you thought that was pretty cool. Um, I find it pretty cool because... It's neat to get something from my family that, uh, is historical, and they were there, and you read about it, and I can't even imagine what fighting in a war like that had to have been like. Uh, I I was in the Navy, of course, for four years and saw nothing anywhere near any of that, so it's really cool to read it and hear all the stuff that happened. I have plenty more, so I can dig more up and read them, but, uh... Yeah, I figured I'd, I'd add some history um, from my family in here because I find it cool. And, you know, if you're like, hey, Pat, why don't you not do that? I don't know. Maybe I won't listen to you. Maybe I will. But there you go. So I guess we'll end on that note. It's a beautiful day out. I should go out and enjoy it. Hopefully your day is beautiful. Every day should be beautiful, regardless of how the outside is, right? It's what's inside that matters. Really. So we'll close up episode 13. Get prepared for episode 14, which is next week. Again, let me know what you're watching, drinking, listening to, or, uh, you know, what you're doing for fun. Maybe you found something cool and new that I don't know about. Because I certainly don't know everything. Again, appreciate you listening, checking me out. Feel free to hit some reviews up on iTunes. That definitely helps me out to get more noticed and everything, because it'd be cool to have a big audience. I think I have 10 of you so far. I'm cool with just one. That means someone cares. Thank you for caring. Have a good one. I'm out of here. That was me leaving. There goes the door. Alexa, what's your favorite movie? The Empire Strikes Back is my all-time favorite. It's impressive. Most impressive.